0: Welcome to my third episode of Diaries of a Life Coach podcast. My name is Larissa Dalton, and I am your host. This podcast documents my journey of building a life coaching business, where I talk about the steps I took to create my company, build my clientele, my coaching experiences, discoveries and transformation. And I also have many guests to help me address various issues that come along the way. So thank you for joining me for the first time or rejoining me. I am grateful you're here today. So last week I talked a little bit about a little bit about my marketing strategies, and I've identified an area that I needed to improve in, and that is uh, sales. I don't have uh, much of a direct sales experience. So, since last week, I have enrolled into a program called 2K for 2K. Uh, And it's a sales program that teaches you how to make offers, evaluate your interactions with your clients or potential clients, uh, and essentially convert your prospects into your clients. So, improving my sales skills is a critical component in my growth strategy. But now I'm Super pleased and excited to have my first guest uh, and a time management coach, Greta Schultz. Um, I am very grateful to have her here uh, because what she is going to talk to us about is um, critical for every new business, every new coach, and every new entrepreneur. So, Greta, I'm so thankful that you're here. Uh, Please introduce yourself.
1: Yeah, so my name is Greta golden I am a time management coach for female entrepreneurs, and I discovered coaching uh, actually by finding Brooke Castillo's podcast back in May of 2019, and I joined her group coaching program right after, and I very quickly decided that I wanted to join her certification program. And I put it on the calendar for summer of 2020. So I did that like June of 2019. And I didn't even know when she ran them. I was just like, for sure, I'm in $18,000. I'm in no problem. (laughs) And then um, I actually had quit my job the next month. I was an occupational therapist in a school and I had been for seven years. And so I quit my job because I was. Pursuing food photography. I was tired of occupational therapy. I wanted to find something else. So I was pursuing food photography. I had none of the skills I needed to build a business. I had no idea how to make money. Um, I didn't know that at the time. I was just like, I'm all in. I'm like, I'm just going to go for it. Quit my job, um, made no money essentially from the time that I quit and um, had to go ask for my job back. January of 2020 they graciously accepted me back and so January 2020 I went back to work uh, as an occupational therapist in school and um, then March rolled around and I got an email from not Brooke herself but the life coach school offering certification and I just had this like gut feeling I was like I'm just I'm just gonna go for it like now's the time I don't want to wait anymore I'm not enjoying being back in the schools like this is this is just not for me Um, and so I joined her program and the very next day is when the pandemic was announced here in the States. Mm -hmm. So, um, that was like, oh, okay, this is fun. Um, and then by that Friday, that was my last day of work in the schools because as we know, everything got shut down. So, um, that's how I discovered coaching. Um, in terms of my niche, I it was kind of an accidental niche. I wasn't like looking for it. It was just kind of what I was naturally gravitating to. I was open to coaching anybody on anything, but, um, just over time, that's just kind of what, that was my biggest work is I had summers off and I had all this downtime and I didn't know how to structure my days. I sat around like wishing and hoping things would be different and I didn't know how to create that structure for myself. So I had like these big ideas, but I didn't know, how to kind of like lay the path to those like big ideas I and mean, it's like vision of what I could be doing with my time and I just couldn't ever connect the dots and so pandemic hits and I'm home and I'm like okay this is like this is it I need to figure this out and so with the tools that I had learned um, through my certification program I then had the pieces that I needed to in order to structure my day um, and so because I figured that out for myself and I know that's such a hard thing. For a lot of people I know, it was hard for me having like all of this time, and you don't know what what the right thing it, is to yes, do. And yes, you're like it just it's hard. And yeah. so since I figured that out for myself, I I know that other people struggle with that too, and I know that's such a barrier to creating the business that you want. And so it just that's kind of how it came about. Is just very organic. <laughs> so it's very organic, but like it really did. It just came about about very organically. Um. So yeah, I went from occupational therapist with my master's degree to food photographer making uh not a lot of money uh to coach within within a year just crazy to think about Mm -hmm. you seem pretty happy yeah yeah it was the best decision ever 100 yeah
0: so Greta my first question to you is what's your favorite color
1: my favorite color um I kind of have three. I like my, I love black. Well, you can actually see my background. Um, mm-hmm. Black, white, and green together. Like, I don't know if I could pick, but I love that color combination. That's like, is what I gravitate towards.
0: That's amazing because that is actually the colors of my podcast cover. Oh, perfect. So those are like, those are like some of my favorite colors as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> awesome. that's fun. What What is your approach to time management?
1: Um, yeah, so-, so yeah. Yeah, um really I would just break it down into three really simple steps. There's planning, there's following through, and then there's evaluation. Mm-hmm. And so usually most people struggle with that planning aspect. They either don't plan or they over plan, mm-hmm. and both of those can really trip you up. Um, so that's where I see most of my clients struggling, is in that very first step. Usually if they have a, a good plan whatever that means to mm-hmm. them, like where it's in my mind, that's a doable, achievable, clear plan. Mm-hmm. That's then things get really smooth from there. And then the evaluation piece is just assessing what worked well
0: during mm-hmm. the week,
1: mm-hmm. what didn't work so well, and then what you're going to make, what changes you're going to make for the following. So you're always learning. You're never just like blindly treading a course. You're always looking back and on your week and seeing like your, progress and what went really well. Mm-hmm. Um, most people aren't, aren't doing that. Yeah.
0: Um, I think that that really resonates with the 2k to 2k program. Yep. I think that yeah.
1: big, I give Stacey Bayman all the credit for that process.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. I'm, I'm so happy I discovered that. And I want our audience to know that as well, that evaluation is a critical growth component. So yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But if you're not doing that, the other thing I would add to that is like, you have to be doing things and like knowing what you've done in the previous week to evaluate. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're not clear on the planning and you're not writing it down, there really you don't have any data to evaluate. Yeah. So you have to like either be like I said, you have to have you have to have something to evaluate. You can't just look at your week and be like, well, that didn't work. Right. Like, so what didn't work? <laughs> right. Right. So you're
0: you're you're suggesting that you have to have some kind of system or uh, like a calendar or a written yeah. or or uh, electronic yes. system.
1: Yeah. Something. And it doesn't matter if it's digital, if it's a written calendar, you just want to have something to look back on that reflects Mm -hmm. what you actually did. Okay. Because if you're just like looking at your account, like, so you say you planned your week, Mm -hmm. but you don't follow your plan. Like, what are you even going to look back at? Right. Like there's nothing to evaluate. So write down some, or like adjust your calendar for what you actually did. Like you Mm -hmm. can have what your planned day was and then make notes of like what you did and didn't do. I like to take a screenshot of my calendar when I write it for the whole week. And then I adjust what I actually did during the week as I go along. And then I can compare the two.
0: Yeah. So outside of say meetings uh, and say like workout time meetings, what Mm -hmm. other information would you add to your calendar to be able to accurately reflect on?
1: Yeah. I mean, really in the beginning of a coaching business, I mean, like, again, it, I, everything I know about my coaching business, I learned from Stacy. So, um, not everything, but my business side, all Stacy. So it's really just meeting people. And so I was guilty of just like filling my calendar with just a bunch of random stuff, like cleaning my house or like writing blog posts or a bunch of stuff that just isn't as important in the beginning of your business. You have to meet people. Mm-hmm. They have to know you exist. Yeah. Like you have to, so like, I would say in the beginning, the most important thing is finding new ways to meet people and you can be really creative with that, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or podcasts or, Mm -hmm. um, clubhouse or, you know, just being super creative and getting yourself in front of people and meeting people and letting them know what you do, because there's like this other identity piece too, to when you you're changing careers, if you're a new, a new life coach or any new business venture you have, like there's an identity shift you have to meet too.
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: meet the more people you meet and the more people you tell them what you do now, the easier and faster you make that shift. Yeah. Okay. That's what I would say in terms of like putting things on your calendar, Mm -hmm. you don't have to, and I think that's the other thing. If you're anything like me, you're going to overschedule yourself with things that don't really matter. Like really focus on like the one or two most important things do that and follow through that consistently. Yeah. Um,
0: so interesting thing, since I started following you, maybe it, I um, noticed, um, noticed your account. I don't remember how I, I came onto your uh, Instagram, but I've noticed that you've kind of transitioned a little bit. When I started following mm-hmm. you, you had your calendar in pretty much every single minute of the schedule. Yeah. And now I feel like you've kind of changed that a little bit. What mm-hmm. what contributed to that?
1: Um. I was, it really sunk in that the actions that I was taking, that wasn't, that's not what produces your results. Mm-hmm. It's your beliefs. It's your thoughts. And I thought if I, I could like hustle my way to success and like to the money I wanted to make, but really like I was just doing a bunch of things that weren't making any difference. Like I said, like writing blog posts or mm-hmm. content or like, you just have to get in front of people. And so that, that was the shift Is like, I only have things on my calendar now, like client appointments, or, um, I take time now an hour a week to think about my clients. I mean, I think about them more than that, but I take like a designated hour Mm -hmm. to really think about my clients, what problems they're having, how I could coach them better on that. And kind of like really, really intentionally think about their, where they're getting hung up and where I could be teaching them more clearly. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's on my calendar now. And that's pretty much it. So it's just like really trusting that I'm doing the most important things by meeting people. And I don't necessarily need to put that in my calendar. Like, I know that's the most important thing. Yeah. And I'm really constrained only meeting people on Instagram. I was trying to be everywhere. And again, it's just, I don't, I didn't really enjoy Facebook. So I stopped doing that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Permission to stop doing the things that you don't enjoy doing. Like, where do you enjoy meeting people? Go meet them there. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a shift for me.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I, and I love that because I, I, I remember this, I remember showing it to my husband and I was like, babe, I don't know how people are able to live by schedule. I just, where, what, what if I'm in the conversation with somebody and it goes past five minutes past the schedule mm-hmm. time, what happens then? Um, so I love what I see now, because now I like either your, this morning's, uh, uh calendar, it looked like, I mean, you can tell that it's very, very focused and it's mm-hmm. and all things are very kind of specific and and they seem to all have like a same, you know, focus mm-hmm. at the same goal. So that's, that's excellent. So, um, if you had to identify two needle moving activities, one, you'd probably say that and get in front of the clients.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If that is your belief. Those are the two things like work on your belief way more than you're working on your action. Like work on your belief first. Mhm like your belief in yourself and your ability to go meet people and sign clients and that people want what you have to offer is way more important than like the actions that you're taking. Like of course you're not going to just sit around and like be like I'm thinking about making clients. Like no, <laughs> I believe, I believe. <laughs> right. Like you got to you got to do something too, but no. like the more you believe in your craft and what you're offering, the easier it is to sell and the easier yeah. those conversations are going to be with people. And those conversations with people aren't like to get them as clients. Like, that's not the point. It's just to be a human mm-hmm. and go meet more people, like, pure, without an agenda of like, oh, this could be my client. Yeah. Like that, you show up really weird if you're thinking like that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, how do you build confidence? in yourself and your beliefs? Because we can, like you said, you can't yeah. just believe you have to do something. So yeah. what do you do on the back and to build that confidence in yourself as a coach?
1: Yeah, um, in like in regards to coaching or meeting people or- In regards to uh, coaching. Yeah, how to build confidence as a coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just be willing to be really bad. Like you're not going to be great (laughs) at first. Like seriously, like you're just like, you've got the tools and what I would say heavily rely on your tools. Just like, even if it feels very rote, like whatever your like training was, rely on those tools until it becomes natural. Like Mm -hmm. don't try to like, do your own thing. I feel like I got in that too. I'm like, Oh, I don't need these. Like, no, you really do. Like you just really do. And you're not going to be very good at first, but you can still change lives. Even if you're not like the most excellent coach, like you can still have an amazing impact on people because people don't even have those tools. Yeah. And yeah. so rely on those tools, let yourself be bad, evaluate your sessions So again, back to that evaluation piece and don't hyper-focus on like what's wrong, like follow what you did well first. And then Maybe pick one thing out of a session, like okay, I didn't love that. What am I going to do next time? And I focus on one thing. Like I think we try to do way too much, Mm -hmm. and then it just feels like impossible, and we don't feel very good about ourselves. Yeah, one thing to focus on each session, like going into it, like okay, this session I'm going to really hone in on this, whatever it is. Yeah, and coach as many people as possible, even if it's for free. Like at first,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. my big tip.
0: Um. So tell me about um. What do you do? You know, how do you enjoy your weekends? Because um, I find myself a lot of times, you know, I wake up thinking about my coaching business. I'm thinking about my clients. I'm thinking about what I'm going to do today, who I'm talking to today. So what do you do on the weekends? How do you detach from constantly thinking about
1: uh, your business? Yeah, actually, I don't. And like, I don't make it a problem. Mm -hmm. Like, I think there's this like idea that we need to be only working in certain hours and like we shouldn't be working on the weekends. And I think it depends on your motivation for why you're wanting to work. I think you always be curious about that. But like, I have some like really great ideas for my business and about how I can help my clients. And so if I've got those ideas, like I want to do that, I just let myself do that. And if I'm not working at working Mm -hmm. at, you know, noon on a Thursday, I don't make that a problem either. Like, I just feel like it's kind of breaking away from that, like corporate, these are the hours we have to work. We have to fit in this tiny little box of like, this is the only time I'm allowed to work. And I have to force myself to shut off when I don't want to shut off. And I have to force myself to work Mm -hmm. when I should be working. And like, it doesn't need to be like, like so black and white like that. And I think that's where we like cause ourselves a lot of unnecessary emotional, um, challenges is just, because we're trying to force ourselves to be a certain way. So, but I would say like, if you are thinking about your business because you're thinking it's not working or you need to do more, like that's, I think worth investigating, like, okay, like I've already done enough. I don't have to force myself to have ideas on the weekends. Mm-hmm. So I think it's be curious about that too, of like your motivations for like why you want to do something. And I'm not saying you don't you wait for motivation to take action. Like for sure, not that either. (laughs) Like, yeah, sometimes there's gonna be times when you need to like, all right, like we need to get this podcast episode out. I need to make an offer, whatever it is. But like, there's a healthy balance of that too, of like, okay, like I've done my belief work and now I'm just gonna take action. Mm -hmm. I think that's the most important piece. Yeah, Really knowing where your brain is at, like doing a thought download, writing down everything that's in your brain, seeing where you're really believing, what you're really believing about your business today. And then what would you need to believe to like take action? Yeah.
0: So, um, I, so I love that idea. Um, it's something that also I've been introduced when I started like going through coaching school is like really writing out your thoughts. And sometimes it's very hard to, to write out a thought because, you know, if you're inexperienced, you know, kind of isolating a thought and writing it out, it could be difficult at times. Um, so, so you do, uh, you've been practicing like the thought dump and literally yeah. just writing something,
1: everything else like in 10 minute time period or whatever that might be. Yeah, yeah. And I just say, if you don't have anything to write, like I just write, I don't have anything to write. I don't have anything to say. And like, if you do that long enough, like the thoughts come. Awesome, that's great. That's
0: great. Uh, I hope you guys heard that because I think that's such an important point. My next question to you is, how do you differentiate yourself from other time management coaches?
1: yeah. Um, I honestly, I don't even think about that. Like, I'm not like, Oh, I need to be this way to be different. I am just my authentic self and I'm okay with people not liking my authentic self. Like I do coffee pours every morning. Like I just do what I, I just show up how I want to show up. Like, I'm also very interested in like using your calendar to build your own self image and to build your confidence and to step into that person that you want to be, um, I honestly don't even look at other, I think I maybe follow a couple of their time management coaches, mm-hmm. I think technically, but I think I like unfollow unfollowed their con- <laughs> <laughs> because like, it just isn't real. Like, I don't care yeah. what they're doing. Like, it's just not relevant to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to be like the right time management coach and do things the right way. Like I just show up as myself and what I'm interested in. And I let myself talk about whatever I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I don't worry about like trying to do it right. I just show up as myself. And I think that is the differentiating factor. Like I just, I, I don't even know if like the time management trends are. I don't even, I don't have no idea. I couldn't even, <laughs> I couldn't even tell you because I don't like it just, it's just so irrelevant. I'm like, it, there's no run right way to do it. Like if I show up as myself, that's going to be attractive to people.
0: Yeah. That's it's even true like, for a- anybody yeah that that's an amazing point um you know i just started my business like so this is second month going into my coaching business and i'm just starting to get responses from people that uh, have seen me transition you know from corporate job to this life coaching and you know although it's still Risa, i can see do this you know you have presence you have this you know the compliments are still not like you're fantastic (laughs) you know yeah um, but, um, but I love what you said, you know, like bring more of your authentic self and, um, and only think- for
1: people to not like you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Like, and I think that's like the, one of the reasons why we don't just show up as ourselves is like, we're worried people aren't going to like what we have to say. We don't want to step on any toes.
0: Mm-hmm. And then we show
1: up like super bland and boring. like. Like nobody's going to be paying attention to you. Like, yeah, no, yeah, sure. People aren't gonna really have a lot of negative thoughts about you because they don't even know you're there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So what, um, how do you, I mean, you know, it's human nature to it. Like look at your peers, look at other people and, um, yeah. how do you keep yourself from sort of crush crossing into the sort of jealousy versus mm. inspiration how do you keep that balance
1: yeah um i heard something from one of my coaches samantha siffering about using other people's success as evidence that you can do it too so evidence for your own success like oh it's mm-hmm. really possible and mm-hmm. so um, I notice what I want, my brain wants to go to the place of like comparing and you know, feeling bad about myself and my results. That's one strategy I use is like, oh, right, that's just more evidence that this is totally possible for me. And then the second thing is that's usually a red flag to me that I'm not spending enough time thinking about my clients. I'm way more worried about myself. So I can like redirect back to my clients what they're struggling with and it solves it like that. And that's and that's awesome. irrelevant. Yeah. yeah.
0: I love that. I love that. I love that refocusing on your
1: clients. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because like, there's no pain there when you're thinking about your client's problems. It feels very different. It feels very productive. And when you're thinking about yourself, you're, it's, it, especially in comparison to others, mm-hmm. it can not feel, like comparison never feels good. It just, like, it. we think it does if we're like looking down on somebody. It's like this temporary, like little hit, but it but then like, the reverse is true too. You look up at people and like, oh, wow, I'm not there. Like, it just never, it's just never productive. And it's always a false sense of either, confidence. Mm -hmm. It's also a false sense of like insecurity, like neither are true. Yeah. There's no measuring stick. We can't compare where we are. It's just like, it doesn't even exist.
0: Yeah. I love that. That's, that's an amazing, amazing point. I hope you guys are hearing this. This is gold. (laughs) Um, so my next question to you is when you think about time management, Mm -hmm. um, you typically draw on your own experience, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Or or well, you- yes and no. I, mean, I have tools that I learned through my school too, so mm-hmm. I've kind of just started to make those tools more of my own. Okay. But I think it's kind of the same as like when you're first coaching too, you're just going to be very rote and relying on the tools. Like mm-hmm. that's just how we learn.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, so I, I'm not, I, I remember trying to force myself to like know these tools better and have my own tools. You just can't until you have client, like working with clients and like seeing their problems. And then your brain can get to work to making your own solutions that work for your clients. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's like, that's how I started. Just using the tools that I learned. And then now in the last like couple of months, I am now starting to have my own ideas about time management and how I want to teach my clients time management and who my clients will be. So I think again, just like, it's the same as before just like really relying on those tools in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I did learn this process through my coaching program.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, And now
1: I am making it my own.
0: Yeah. So, so my, my second part of the question was you kind of answered it in your response. And that is, um, earlier you said that you think about how to solve your client's problems surrounding time management. And my immediate question was, well, how many different times, how many different ways there are to solve time management problems. Oh, but yes. I love that you talk about volume <laughs> or as yeah. many clients as possible to get a better idea, better understanding. Yeah. And maybe those issues are also evolving with, you know, changes that are happening.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Because I mean, time management is just mind management. And so there are infinite number of ways Ooh, we hold ourselves that. back time management is mind management guys. That's all it is. Yeah. yeah that's it great. really is all it is. And like people think like time management, like I'm going to teach you how to like use a calendar, which like, yeah, I'll teach you my strategies for using a calendar more effectively. But like we end up coaching on all the things, like it seems very niche, but like I coach on, I mean, I've coached on miscarriage. I've coached on, um, you know, relationships I've coached on like people pleasing, like it is. It is so general because we have human brains and our human brains are the things that keep us from following through. And so, I mean, kid relationships, spousal mm-hmm. relationships, like there's just so many ways that we derail ourselves, like, um, self-confidence, self-trust. Mm-hmm. That's a huge one with my clients, massively huge. So yeah, there are tools and tactics that I do teach, but then there's our brain.
0: Yeah.
1: So, um,
0: as a coach, do you have your ideal avatar or your ideal client?
1: not really like i I don't like again I don't even really think about that like I I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about that because I was just focused on meeting people mm-hmm.
0: so then um that's so interesting because you know mm-hmm. you you look at different uh, marketing strategies sales yeah. strategies, all that and avatar more. comes up over and over and over and over again so you know exactly who you're uh, selling your product to mm-hmm. but you seems like you're focusing more on solving the problem. Yeah. Which could be, I guess, universal.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I do tend to talk to like, I guess generally, I mean, I, I assume I'm talking to women. I, all my clients are female. Um, I do, I mean, I, my technical niche is female entrepreneurs, but I also like some of my clients are not entrepreneurs. Some have a side hustle. Some, um, are business owners. Um, so I didn't really spend any time at all mm-hmm. worrying about that. I just met, I knew I wanted to work with women and that was pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Like that was it women. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't stay I honestly spent no time on that. And like, even now I don't, I don't think about the perfect person I'm talking to. I'm talking to the woman who is overwhelmed. She's stressed out. She's not spending her time the way she wants to. She wants to structure her days and that's, and that's pretty much it. That's like <laughs> in terms of like knowing who I'm talking to.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, what about you yourself? Do you by by, by any chance have a coach?
1: Um, what are oh what are you yeah doing? Yeah. Oh, yeah yeah I have lots of coaches. <laughs> um, I'm in a mastermind right now. Mm-hmm. I'm in a couple of I'm in 2K for 2K. I'm mm-hmm. in another program similar to 2K for 2K. I have I had a one-on-one coach up until December. She transitioned. Um, she's working with a different group of women now who are like six high six and seven figure earners. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I'm I've got a consult in a couple of weeks with a new one-to-one coach. Um, I am also in another like yeah, I have how many coaches do I have actively right now? I think I have four right mm-hmm. now. Wow. So that's yeah, awesome. no, no, no one-to-one coach right now, but I will mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks. But yeah, yeah. I'm I, al- I can't imagine not having a coach. I've always, always been investing in... in since I started uh, in certification, I've had a coach. Yeah. On, on one level, either a group coach or a one one coach. And usually multiple. <laughs> I yeah. can't imagine. And that is why I am where I am. And yeah. got here as fast as I did. So 100%. you definitely see
0: the, the return on investment, if I can put it that way.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And like I think it's interesting if you're a coach... Why are you now I'm not saying you have to have a one to one coach, but mm-hmm. be curious about why you're not. If you're not in a group coaching or in, in a coaching relationship, be curious about that. Yeah.
0: I feel so like it's hard to
1: sell something you don't believe in or believe practice. in and buy yeah. yourself. Like, yeah, super interesting. Just be curious. Again, like, not that you need a one to one coach, you don't, but like, be curious about why you don't have. You should, why you you should always continue to invest in coaching. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So invest yeah. in yourself. Continue to be, to continue to grow, uh, evolve. Absolutely. Um, tell me about your progress that you're making on your books. Cause I think at the beginning of the year, you wanted to read 52 books this year.
1: Oh yeah. That's not going so hot. That's (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I'm totally fine. Like what I did at the beginning of the year is I set 18,000 goals for myself. Yeah. Like now I'm really, like, I'm really, I like knowing in my bones why that doesn't work Mm -hmm. because when you set that many goals for yourself, it's just, we can't, our brain can't manage that many new things. I didn't set actually 18,000, but it was seriously like five or six new goals for myself. And that's too many. That's way too many. You need one focus. And so I'm actually constraining this month to one focus Mm -hmm. and it's the best decision I've ever made. Like I can see now why that matters because when you set five or six goals for yourself, you are killing your self-trust because you're not following through with what you want to do. And you're just building evidence like, oh, I'm just not someone who follows through with this. I'm never going to have it. And then it just creates this narrative that's just like not true Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: super unhelpful. And so I, this month in February, I have one goal that I'm focusing on. And it just makes all the difference in the world. I'm letting all the other stuff go. I'm letting my book reading goal go. I'm letting me trying to spend less time on my phone goal, my working out goal, my eating healthy goal. Like literally I had all these goals. Like it's insane. Focusing on one goal and that's making money in my business, period. Awesome. And it doesn't mean I'm just sitting around doing nothing else, but like if I do those things, if I I sit and read a book or if I spend less time on my phone or whatever it is, like I'm going to do some of that stuff like just because I've got, the time to do it and I'm not judging myself for not doing it Mm -hmm. so I would highly recommend constrained to one goal as hard as it is like I know I'm I mean I'm guilty of it myself but Mm -hmm. huge huge difference constrained to one goal Uh, my next
0: question now do you have any kids Greta I have a stepdaughter um how do you balance um like your relationship with your coaching because again for me uh, coming into coaching, like, I want to learn as much as I can. I want to read as much as I can. I want to listen as much as I can do my programs, you know, uh, coach and be coached and all of that. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes my husband's like, Hey, are you done for the day? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, Hey, we need to spend some time. Um, how do you, how do you manage that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of twofold, like be super curious about what you're doing and like are you doing the most important things in your business? Like meeting people? (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I like, I feel like the rest of it, like, like when you're new meeting people, that's really the only thing you need to do. And like, tell them what you do, tell them how you can help them. So I feel like that is number one. And then I like be super, I guess that's always my thought too. Like, I love to consume and I love to learn. I do that in my down time and I don't really make it a problem. So you just decide, but I, I always have in the back of my mind, like, you know, you want to be creating or meeting people more than you're consuming. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. I like, um, and, and then you just decide in terms of like how you want to spend your time. And like, of course spouses will make requests of us. That's what they do. Um, (laughs) they do. (laughs) Yeah. You just get to decide like, Oh, you know, I'm actually working on this. Yeah. And I'm working on this. There's no right answer. You just get to decide how you want to spend your time.
0: Yeah. So Greta, obviously you've done some of these interviews. Um, what yeah. question uh, you expected me to ask or wanted me to ask that I didn't ask to be today?
1: I mean, I think you kind like, it's just in terms of like what I do with my clients. Mm-hmm. Um, I could maybe talk about that. Like uh, just essentially like we work on first understanding the cause of our emotions, because the reason we do anything or we don't do anything is our emotions. And so until we understand that, Mm -hmm. like the time management piece, like in terms of like tools and tactics, they don't really matter. Um, so we would cover that. I cover that first with them and then, then they get to learn all of the kind of like tools and strategies. Mm -hmm. And then we coach on everything that comes up. We always set a goal in the beginning too. Yeah. Always set a goal. And so, yeah, that's that would probably be the only question that I was maybe expecting that you didn't ask. Okay. But you kind of asked it. Okay. You asked it in a yeah, similar
0: way. <laughs> well, I do feel like the things that we talked about are so critical for new coaches to know because I've learned so much through uh, this podcast myself. So that's awesome. Um, I do want to ask you one more question. And that yeah. is, you know, times have changed and meeting people is a different ballgame now. Um, and I love how, um, you and how you and I start talking is because you posted, you know, if you want to just have some coffee and chat, let's do that. And I absolutely love that. And in fact, I'm, I'm kind of adapting that. I hope you don't mind. Um, but i <laughs> I'm setting up my own coffees and chat because I, like I said, I love that idea. I love that you did that. Um, but when you're talking, when you're saying, you know, meet, meet people, tell them about what you do. Can you walk us through maybe like a scenario, say how you meet somebody on Instagram, what your process, you know, how you, how you followed through and, 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 and essentially make that person your client
1: if if you're okay. Yeah. Well. I think that's the biggest thing is I don't think about making them my client. I really genuinely show up and meet people and like, just I like human to human, like, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't interact with anybody that I don't, I wouldn't like be natural, like have a natural comment to say that yeah. I don't force myself to say anything. Like if you have a dog, I'm probably commenting on your photo. Like there, I mean hundred percent chance. Yeah. So like that, like I just talk to people who I would like think, oh like they natural think gravitation. Crazy. Yeah. Right. And like I don't have any agenda. Like I drop my agenda. Mm-hmm. I just know if I show up and I meet people, like people will be attracted to me. And like I don't I can't there's no way for me to know who's gonna be my client or not. Like I don't have that sense of like who's gonna want help with what I offer. And so I think that's the biggest thing is just having no agenda and just showing up and meeting people that you would naturally talk to. Mm -hmm. Or even people that you might like just be curious about, maybe they're not like in your normal friend circle of like who you think would be a friend. Like if you have a common interest and just like making a normal comment, like if you like tea or traveling or dogs or whatever it is, just like meeting like-minded people and just being a normal human to them. Like, that's probably my best. And just knowing that you can't ever know who's going to be your client and just, just and you don't know when they're going to be your client. Right, right. Like, that's not your business. So you just engage. Yeah. Just engage. How do you engage? No agenda. <laughs> right. Talk
0: about that for a second. Because that is, that is, um, you know, as an entrepreneur, you're, I think it's a natural uh, state of being to have an agenda as an entrepreneur because you have these goals that you set up for yourself for your business, you know, so that I feel like there's a little bit of a, not necessarily conflict, but like, you know, as a coach, you should be like yeah. a blank canvas and as an entrepreneur, right. you have to make things work. So how do you create that um, state of mind where you don't have an agenda?
1: Yeah. I don't make my clients responsible for my results. Like I create my results, period. Like they're not, I don't know who's going to be my next client it's not there. like, they don't owe me anything. Like mm-hmm. they, like, I, they don't care how much money I am making. <laughs> yeah. don't care. Um, and so I'm just, I show up and I am just inviting like in terms of like, I don't get in their DMS and like say anything. I'm just on my page and I am inviting, I'm sharing my life. I'm sharing what's interesting to me. I'm just engaging like a normal human. I'll leave a normal human comment. Um, if they comment on my post, I interact with them with, again, they're not responsible. I'm responsible yeah. for my results. I think that's how I tie it back. Like if they're interested, that's awesome.
0: But yeah, that's amazing because I think that simplifies, um, mm-hmm. you know, and clarifies for a lot of coaches including myself, like that process, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You just show up and be normal.
0: Yeah. <laughs> be normal
1: like, be it's no reason, like really but like and I get it like I was the same way too and I think that it is to like just drop your agenda like of course mm-hmm. I'm going to reach my goals I don't know how I don't need to know how I'm just going to show up and meet people yeah and I'm going to embody this new version of myself as a life coach and people are going to naturally be drawn to that yeah yeah I love like I love that you asked these. I love talking like business and like coaching business stuff like my favorite <laughs> I think like any coach thinks that like after they have like some success like I have so many things now but you do like you look back and like mm-hmm. any coach will do the same like after a year like oh my gosh but you learn like you learn by being like weird and graspy and needy at first like you yeah. just do like just I cringe do. at some of the stuff I said in the beginning I'm like oh wait but, like it's fine it's normal yeah. it's okay the process yeah and, like I think being really nice to yourself too like you're not gonna know this stuff in the beginning like you're right. just not You can't know until you're a weirdo. Yeah. That was kind of strange. Maybe don't do that again. Yeah.
0: Well, my hope is, um, like, I I really, I love, love, love retreats. And my one of my goals um, as a coach is to create retreats in the future. But I would love to have, you know, my coaches, people that come on my podcast or people that I interact with. I would love to have just like a retreat and actually meet face to face, you know, and have all these amazing conversations that like spouses don't want to participate in, you know. Yeah. I don't know, do you have that issue? I'd, I'd come to my husband. Hey, baby, guess what I learned today?
1: Maybe hold on a second. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> I don't like, and I think that's where like group coaching comes in. It's like, I surround myself with women who are doing the same thing as me. I don't make my spouse responsible for like my belief. And like, he is like, he is my biggest cheerleader, thousand yeah. percent, totally supportive. But like, I think it's partially because I don't make him responsible for my, like, I don't need him to believe. I never needed him to believe in me. Mm-hmm. He does. And that's amazing. And like, I'm super grateful for it. But like, it's my job. Like, of course he can't believe, like he doesn't know what I'm learning. He doesn't know what I'm doing. He doesn't like, that's not his interest or else he would have gone to like, gone to <laughs> school. Like he doesn't want to do that. He doesn't yeah. care. And so like, I just don't, like, I don't make it a problem. I don't put that on him. Like it's so not his responsibility, right? Yeah. But you know, I know we want that, but like, right. I think it's also, I'm, I'm a fairly, I don't know. I think just naturally very like independent, mm-hmm. like yes. strong yes. willed yeah. yes. person. So I'm like that. I know that's like, I know for other people, it's harder than it is for me. So I like want to give credit to that too. Like not everybody how, you know, thinks about that the way yeah. I do, but like, I just want to offer like, believe in yourself more, like believe, like you don't need anybody to believe in you and no one can ever believe in you more than you believe in yourself. Like they can't get that to you. It's just, yeah. it's not possible. And so when you really take ownership over that and really build up your own belief, then you don't need anybody else to have any, say anything to you or do anything for you.
0: Yeah. So outside of someone listing out, you know, their accomplishments, their transformations, how they were able to impact somebody or a situation, what else would you, would you suggest that one can do to build self-confidence or, or belief in themselves?
1: Yeah. um, I think there's a difference between confidence and self-confidence. So self-confidence is just knowing that you can go walk, walk into any new situation and you're willing to feel any emotion. Mm -hmm. Like you're willing to fail. You're willing to be rejected. You're willing to like be embarrassed, like whatever the emotion that you're most terrified of, like that and be willing to feel it, feel it. That is confidence mm-hmm. or uh, self-confidence and confidence is like doing something over and over and over again until it feels very competency, like, natural essentially developing competency right 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 and so you have to have self-confidence in the beginning like where you have your own back yeah like that you are willing to just feel like whatever the worst emotion is for you like, yeah right <laughs> disappointment embarrassment and just not beat the crap out of yourself mm-hmm. when you make a mistake and you're not good Yeah. (laughs) Right. It really is like back to that. Like this course, you really to be really bad at first. Yeah. Um, so that's how you do it is like you do something new and then you don't make it a problem when you're not an expert. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're not gonna be an expert. Right. (laughs) And you have to you have to go through a lot of this in the beginning. And I think the more willing you are to put yourself out there when you're not confident, Mm -hmm. the faster you grow. The bigger your like I think Stacy said the bigger your pile of failures, the bigger your pile of successes.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. You have, you've had, you've given us amazing advice, and I, like I said, I, I have many takeaways from this session, and I know that our viewers do as well. So, if people want to get in touch with you, how would they how would they get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, two places. So I hang out mostly on Instagram. I'm at Greta G R E T T A underscore Scholden, Scholten S C H O L T E N, and then my website is Greta Coaches. So, either place, they want to get in touch with me. Awesome, you guys. Um, yeah. Well, thank
0: you so much. This has been an extreme pleasure, and um, I really hope that we' cross cross paths again and and hopefully eventually end up on that retreat one day. So <laughs>
1: That'd be great.
0: Have any questions about today's episode? Just head over to my website larissadalton.com forward slash contact dash info and send in your request or simply email me at larissadalton10 at gmail.com you can find my podcasts wherever podcasts are found if you would like me to cover a specific topic also submit that request via website or my email connect with me on instagram at larissa underscore dalton or book a complimentary session with me at larissadalton.com forward slash coaching. Thank you again for joining me today, and I hope to see you next time.